you get told about some bosses that you're gonna have to fight. Mm-hmm. It's stink, Stinker, the big strong boy. <laughs> and then it shows you a picture of Stinker. Stinker, Stinker the big strong boy? Yeah. That sounds like what you'd call your cat or something. <laughs> Hello, David. <laughs> Hello, Chase. Welcome back. I'm back. I'm back on the United States Continental uh, 48. Yeah. Welcome to it. You were on vacation. I was in vacation mode, my man. Tell tell me about your your travels, your wanderlust. My my wanderlust took me to my cousin's wedding in Maui. Yeah. Which where I was for a solid week. And yeah. then once that was over, I went to Kauai yeah. for a solid three days. Incredible. And then I came back here and it was amazing. It was great. It was such a great vacation. A lot of gamers in Hawaii? Did you run into a lot of gamers? You know, the last time I was in Hawaii, like five years ago, mm-hmm. I was wearing this mario shirt okay uh it was like don't talk don't talk to me before i've had my mario don't tell me before i've had my mario exactly (laughs) um (laughs) it's just like a picture of princess peach saying that (laughs) confusingly it's just a picture of mario i don't know what the implication (laughs) of it is i'm my own drug baby (laughs) anyways i was wearing this big like had just like all like had like all the different characters had all it's like it's kind of like over overproduced kind of shirt and that sure, max- maximalism, yeah. I think, is what you call it, right? Maximalist yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. And I was wearing that, and one of the people who was working where we were, he was like, "I love your shirt, man." It gave me the shaka sign. So Ooh, I guess wow. there definitely are some some hardcore some gamers, gamers, yeah, out on the islands. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, I felt really cool. I'd love to see. I was it. like, damn, yeah. I just got a shaka from a from a genuine Hawaiian. I think a well earned cool. shaka feels feels pretty pretty good. Yeah, no, it was great. It was, I, I yeah. turned to Mallory. I'm like, did you see that? Did you see that? I'm a cool guy, I guess. <laughs> and she's just rolled her eyes and was like, let's keep going. I mean, that is one of the punch, the punch card achievements for your cool guy card. I think it's, I think I, that's it. That is a secret life achievement that I unlocked right there. <laughs> yeah. They don't list it on there, but it is, it is in the list. Those don't get doled out very often. I don't think. Be the recipient of a shaka. Mm-hmm. That's got, that's great. I love that. Yeah, that was great. So there, so to answer your question, yeah, there are some yes. there are some real gamers out there. They game yeah. hard. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Shouts out to all of our Hawaiian listeners, if there are if any. If there are any, yeah. Hey. Yes. It's Video Game Bondimism. It's the Optimus Video Game Variety Show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. My name is Continental Chase. Continental Chase. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, di- I, didn't, I didn't leave the continental United States yet. You sure didn't. Not, not in the past two weeks. I am I am a uh, trans-Pacific David. Ooh, love that. I was hoping you were going to say transatlantic. Like no. you were going to go all old-timey 1920s. <laughs> transatlantic David. I'm here to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same vibe, but different ocean. <laughs> Ooh, that's a powerful phrase, same vibe, different ocean. Same I don't know what, the, that kind of struck me in a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like LA and no, not LA, but San Francisco and New York. Same vibe, yeah. different ocean, different ocean, right? Whoa, right. I was really, I was, my, my mind was churning on things I could say in a transatlantic accent about like video games, but man, you really took me out of my head and put <laughs> me in did. another space. It that was nice. Have you played the latest jalopy racing game, Chase? <laughs> Starring Mr. Mario and his brother, Luigi. I've been working on my build in Elden Ring, <laughs> trying to get it perfect. <laughs> How would they change all of the Mario and Luigi names to be less Italian? Because back then they definitely did not like Italians. Yeah. Mark and Larry. <laughs> 
Right? Yeah. The, the Super Mark Brothers. The, the Super Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch Brothers. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Hey, have you been playing video games? Uh, I have I have been. Could you tell me about this, please? Yeah, sure. I haven't been playing really anything new since I've been I've been traveling, but I took my my tr- my trusty old Switch with me. You know it. Um, so it's great to play a little bit more Hades as you predicted last time to it's not a difficult prediction it's like predicting the sun is going to come up tomorrow it's like a solid five hour plane ride i'm gonna i'm gonna dabble a little bit in hades you got it yeah you gotta get like you know an hour at least just get a touch just get a touch yeah played some hades still good yeah still good shocking uh got much more into metroid dread oh cool very fun uh enjoying it quite a bit uh some of those boss fights are are difficult yeah they really put you through the ringer on a few they're not messing around in this game which i appreciate yeah but then the runbacks are never long which is crucial I think yeah. for me to enjoy that type of experience. And it's fair, fair and fun. So it's definitely kind of like a souls-ish vibe to it. I was just going to say that those boss battles and I think we may have mentioned this when we talked about it last time, but they definitely remind me of a souls boss where yeah, by the end of it you take very little damage because yeah. you just have the the person's number so acutely. Exactly. You're just like, "I got you. You got nothing else you can show yeah. me now." I've learned it all. Yeah, feels good when you just trounce them real good. Like it goes Super yep. Saiyan. Then also playing a good bit of 52 games. 52 World World classics. Worldwide Classics. Clubhouse <laughs> games. I will never remember the name to that game. <laughs> 52 games, you know. 52 World one Games a, a World. A game for every week of the year. Gamers 50 favorites. Gamers 50 favorites plus two. Um... <laughs> Anyways, Plus, yeah, play yeah, that and, and Knuckles. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. and Knuckles. also featuring Knuckles and yeah. New Funky Mode. Anyways, uh, <laughs> video game memes. <laughs> you get it. Just just throw them all out there. One will stick. <laughs> that was one for everybody who's listening to the podcast. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> look under your seat. These memes are personalized for you. They are coming out hot and fresh. These this is the Little Caesars of video game memes right now. We got another fifty on the back burner ready to go. <laughs> So yeah, it was it was really fun to play that on the on the plane with Mallory. Yeah. Just play some yacht dice and practice my 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 deep breathing so I don't swear loudly on a plane full of other strangers. <laughs> when I get my ass handed to me in yacht dice, which yeah. drives me nuts. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, anything else I've played? We came back and we played we played more uh It Takes Two, still vibing yeah, yeah. on that game. It's doing mm-hmm. doing great. I'm really impressed by just the variety in the game. Yeah. And the graphics impress me consistently. Like all the levels feel very different with different game design elements and then also just really well thought out and detailed settings, which is really great. Yeah. Um yeah. The the story sometimes I'm like, are these people getting back together for the right reason? I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm I'm holding out judgment until the very end. Um, sure. But also, if you're taking relationship advice from a video game, you're probably doing it wrong, regardless. Yeah, there's. I, I don't think there's a lot of places where there's good relationship yeah. advice in video games. Yeah, or anyone who doesn't know the intricacies of your own personal relationship. But I digress. Uh, yeah, no, fair. Still a fun story. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's really. Oh, one other thing I did do. I think you did this too. Mm. I downloaded UFC Fighter 4. David. Is that one of the games you've been playing? It is. Uh. I got some shit to say about <laughs> UFC Fighter 4. <laughs> I haven't played much so yes. far, um, but I know you made, spoiler to your section probably, a Wario <laughs> yep. character. I did. So I, I made a that. Waluigi character. 
and I was pretty happy. I was pretty happy with how it turned out. I'll send you a screenshot of him. They have a pretty robust character creator in this game Mm -hmm. that like kind of allows you to fuck around with the person that you're making. It was pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah, Um, you could really change a lot of things. Reminded me of the of yeah the old school character creators where where it was you can actually like change each individual like landmark on their face as opposed to choose from like eleven predetermined faces yeah yeah. so you can really make some wacky shit in this one which is fun yeah and i really miss like a very robust create a character engine yeah it's really fun to just muck around in haven't played a lick of the game because i spent probably like 40 minutes 45 minutes just making (laughs) waluigi but i'm 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 excited to go and boot him up and give him a shout Yeah, this is this is very good news. Um, We got recommended this game um, from our friend and listener, Drew. Shout out, Drew. Who uh, said that it would be a good addition. Like we'd enjoy maybe enjoy these games because he was enjoying these games. Mm -hmm. I will return to my enjoyment of these games later on. But uh, yeah, he uh, he called a shot. And I, th- I think he, I think he nailed it at least for me. All right, Spoilers. I'm to be determined still because I really haven't pl- interacted yeah, yeah, with haven't... the game engine yet. <laughs> <laughs> Waluigi has not stepped inside the ring yet. Not yeah. yet, not yet. Yeah. He's still just in, uh, looking like a an abomination on an interview. Um, <laughs> yep. So, but I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Sure. I think still been playing a little bit Death's Door. Still very good. Very much yeah. enjoying that game. Um, and I think that's mostly it. Also, Ghost. But I've been talking about that one quite a, quite enough. Go Sushima. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. So yeah, I will hand that over to Chase, who is going to be the star of this episode with <laughs> how much he has told me he has been playing. So let's yeah. let's hear it, baby. We before you left or during, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it was the last time that we were recording. We had talked about um, that we will probably need a smaller game for good games. Uh, to talk about because uh, you will not have played super many that many games, but I will have played an unfortunate amount of video games because we knew there were two games coming out while I was yeah. gone, and between the time that we last recorded, and between the time so that like, we last recorded, that Chase was going to devour <laughs> truly, yeah, which did come true. So. <laughs> not surprised. Yeah, um, so we have a bit of a shorter segment for the good game section, but yeah. So so if you if you uh, when you're like listening to video game optimism and you're like. You know, I just whenever Chase starts talking about all the video games he's been playing, I kind of just skip ahead. This this episode, you can just go ahead and probably move yeah, on. This to is the, this the... is that episode. <laughs> yes, the episode. I apologize. That episode. <laughs> so I've been playing video games, David. Yeah, let's hear it. The first one. It's Gran Turismo Seven, David. Ooh, <laughs> that did come out. Yes, it did come out. So this is the latest entry in the Gran Turismo series, which is pretty old at this point. Mm-hmm. Is it still Polyphony? It is, yeah. Same same company or same development team. Uh-huh. Um, well, at least in name. I don't know if any of the people who have been working there for very long are the same people, but yeah. regardless, it is still the same company. Gran Turismo has been coming out on PlayStation consoles since like the OG PlayStation. So this is like a very long running series, a racing game. Mm-hmm. And it has always been interested in the simulation of racing. Um, I think at the time and uh, since that there's a lot of arcade racing games, but very few of them have been interested in like making it feel real in a certain sense but i think gran turismo always was once you start getting up to like uh project gotham and uh forza motorsport like there are other competitors to that series mm-hmm. but gran turismo has been doing its thing for quite some time it's the og it's the og it's it's been it's been doing it for a long long time mm-hmm. i do think that forza motorsport definitely had a broader base of appeal for a little while um i, yeah. I think it it does a better job marketing itself 
And I think the user experience of that game is a little bit less. The brake lines, the turn lines. The turn lines, which uh, to, to GT's credit, they have included in this game. Oh, that there are like, oh really? Okay. There's, they do it a little bit differently. Where So in uh, for context, in Forza Motorsport, there is a line that you can follow on the track, which is usually guiding to you towards like where is best to be positioned in any given race. And then it is also color-coded such that if it's red, you should be braking. And if it's like green or whatever, it's fine. You don't really need to be doing anything. And it, you know, fluctuates between those two. Mm -hmm. Gran Turismo has the driving line where it's like, you should be here if you want to like make this turn really well. And then there are big like uh, red blocks that show up on the track, like digital blocks just on the ground that are like, you should be breaking in this part of the turn or like you should start slowing down here. Mm -hmm. And then once you come to a slow enough speed, they sort of like back off and disappear. So they have like a, a similar implementation to help the player along. And in like typical fashion, you can turn those on and off. So, yeah. it, you know, it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. I, when we were talking about Horizon, I had mentioned that our Forza Horizon, the game that came out late last year, mm -hmm. I had talked about the fact that I like the simulation racing games a little bit more, I think, than the like over the top wild racing games. Yeah. That isn't to say I don't like them. Forza Horizon whips. And sure like, does. I, I love Need for Speed and I love uh, Burnout. Like all those games are really, really good and I've enjoyed all of them. But I think... The games that I stick around with are Forza Motorsport and Gran Turismo, which full disclosure has very little to do with cars. I don't really care about cars that much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not a car guy. I don't know how any of this shit works. Uh -huh. Like, I, I know what a Bugatti is, but like, I'm not like paying attention to races. That's an expensive like, car. That's all I know. That's a big, expensive car. Um, and so my main exposure to them is through these video games. And I think what I usually end up appreciating about uh, these games that are the simulation is that it feels very similar to how I drive a real car. Mm. Like it, it feels very similar when I'm racing around in a, in a 2005 Honda Element in Gran Turismo. It feels like the Honda Element that I drive. Do you have it? Do you, is there a 2005 Honda Element? <laughs> I haven't unlocked it in this one, but in Gran Turismo's past, I'm pretty sure there was a Honda Element in these games. Nice. And so, like, it it is fun for the sheer fact of, like, this feels like real life and therefore is thrilling in a certain sense to me. Mm -hmm. And not to mention, like, I like the part of Gran Turismo and Forza Motorsport, to be fair, where you are driving pretty shitty cars in the beginning. <laughs> like, yeah. Forza yeah. Horizon hurls you into like the fastest car you are going to drive in the game among one of the fastest cars in the first like 10 minutes. Real quick. It's like, just get in this fucking thing. Let's have fun. Mm -hmm. Gran Turismo gives you a Honda Fit and is like, you need to go make some money. You should go do some races now. <laughs> you're going to get the Fit uh, and you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah. It was, you had uh, choices between three other similar compact cars. So like. You, what were the you other were racing cars that I honestly I don't think I had heard of. The Honda Fit was the only mm, one that I was like, like some Euro, Euro cars or something. Exactly. Yeah, I I really enjoy that part of it because you are working with very little and you really do have to like understand how to drive these pretty regular cars mm -hmm. to make them work for you. And I really like that part of the game. Sure. Something about driving those, making enough money to get a marginally better car, and just sort of like continue up these racing things. It's progression, right? Like <laughs> I like that. You sound like you sound like a a ding boy who's into BDSM or something right now. <laughs> You know, I don't want I, I don't want this to be easy. I don't want it to be Just easy. I want it to be kind of a challenge. Trip feed me these dings. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um and so yes I, I i do enjoy that scale of progression not to mention like i just enjoy the mechanics i like 
I like the driving in these games. It feels fun. It feels good. Yeah. And not in a way that is engaging, say something like Elden Ring, where mm. I have to be like very, very attentive <laughs> to the video game. What a what a, a pitch drop right there for Elden Ring. Yeah, it's it's coming um, <laughs> where I need to be incredibly attentive to everything that is going on in Elden Ring. In Gran Turismo, I can kind of just like do it mm -hmm. like it's uh, that that's probably not the case for like if somebody has never picked up a racing game. But these all these games share a certain amount of mechanics because they're based on real world physics and so like yeah. after a certain point you're just like i i know how this game is going to play yeah like i um, drive cars which is, i know how to do yeah, i drive I, I do i've done this i've done this in other ga games and like I've, i drive cars so like that's that's good enough for this mm -hmm. and so you can kind of just like relax in a certain sense and enjoy the mechanics of this yeah so i have been I, i've been enjoying this game quite a bit i've been looking at the differences between this and horizon a lot i think it's just mm -hmm. because horizon's the last they're very interesting uh juxtaposition yeah because they're both concerned with racing and i think horizon skews a little bit more towards like simulation than just a straight up arcade racing oh, game for does. sure yeah like that you do have to break and stuff like that it's not like it's an arcade sim yes like it is definitely not real to life but like it's closer than burnout or something oh yeah and so they're they're not in totally different spaces but like the approach to making cars interesting is like night and day mm. like i was saying horizon hurls you in four different cars in under 10 minutes in the intro mm -hmm. like level where you're like okay you're dropping out of a plane you're in this insanely fast car now you're racing in dunes with a big old jeep and now you're in like this tiny little compact like classic car that you need to ride, ride around in mm -hmm. and like it is just hurling things at you like please we want you to have fun so bad yeah and like cars are sort of the backdrop to just fun like mm -hmm. fun is the thing that they're excited about mm -hmm. in forza and they just ha happen to be very passionate about cars and so like that's the medium that they're trying to do it yeah in, right? cars are fun drive fast drive on dunes drive yeah, drive cool things have fun yeah and uh, <laughs> uh gran turismo opens the first thing it does is it's like hey we want you to play our mini game and so they they put you into a weird like side mission kind of thing where uh -huh. you pick a track you only have like a, a musical track the oh. only one you have available <laughs> the only one you have available is a like box greatest hits uh-huh uh like medley where it's like stringing Bach. together a bunch of Bach Johan like, Bach is that Johan Bach? uh I think so and uh you have to like race around the track and you go through like these little checkpoints that keep the song going and so your your job is to continue racing all the way through that and it's just like pretty dry and like not that fun immediately <laughs> whereas <laughs> like, whereas uh Forza is like EDM Skrillex like type music yes. this is just Bach it's classical music and like the the way that Forza or uh, Horizon like fades in and out the music and sort of like puts a lot of delay on it and like all that sort mm -hmm. of like effect when you're like coming in or out or like just barely squirreling by like somebody the bullet or time of some like slow-mo stuff that yes, does yeah. yes whereas this one is literally just you know like okay um so i got through we expect you to be playing this in your library with a fine bottle of cognac <laughs> that is not far away from the presentation of this game david um okay so you get through that thing and it's like do you want to play another i'm like please just let me play the video game of gran turismo um, please, please so you, no sir so you back out of that menu a a pop-up notification on the game pops up and says you may now play gran turismo 7 great that's thank funny you. <laughs> thank you for letting me do you so. are allowed now to play the game 
<laughs> and I click, okay, let's do it. Let's boot into career mode because that's the funnest part for me. Mm-hmm. Then I think probably a 10 minute unskippable cutscene shows up that are the credits and it takes you what appears to be the history of cars. 10 minutes for credits? <laughs> really long, David. I was just like, please, because <laughs> I just want to race the car. Um, it, it feels so lengthy. In, in reality, I'm sure it's like five minutes, but it felt, felt like, like an eternity. Minutes. I mean, yeah. you, you had to go through Bach to get there. Yes, I was ready to race my Honda Fit, but they were not letting me. <laughs> and like, they're so focused on like, just showing you this very, like, very well produced, like kind of slideshow of like the history of cars. And this is when we figured out how to do the steering wheel. And mm. here's when modern cars came in, like all that sort of stuff. And uh, eventually you're able to finally boot into like the map, which, uh, you know, you can go buy a used car and go to the cafe which is a thing the cafe is is it in game essentially serves as the place where you can get missions kind of Uh and the missions are just like between races sort of stuff it's like we would like you to collect three classic japanese compact cars the cafe we'll give you we give you missions with the cafe (laughs) it's like a literal place like they built this in the game where it's like this tiny little coffee shop yeah i think it's a man named luca who like is there and it's just this little profile picture that pops up whenever you get there his like prof picture pops up and he's like hello oh welcome to my cafe oh wow um, it's not voiceover. It's just like text, but that's how I imagine him saying that is, it. That's definitely the the subtext there. <laughs> so anyway, uh, point being, the, the game is really interested in you appreciating cars uh-huh. as the first mission. Like, listen, we're here for cars. We think cars are fucking cool. Uh-huh. And you are going to like that. Hmm. And it, 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 that perhaps that's a little bit too aggressive. But like... That sounds, it sounds very aggressive. It sounds like they're going to beat me if I don't like cars. <laughs> I think it's just that they're really interested in doing that. Like, mm-hmm. for example, and this, this isn't exactly the same as the other ones, but once you finish a race, your default, like, selection, like, what the thing that you can do next is watch replay like that is that is the thing that it pushes you towards doing mm. once you're finished with a race you have to like back out of it essentially like i sure. would not like to be here anymore and press circle and hit exit essentially and so I, I think just in the sheer like where it's directing the users to go in the video game mm-hmm. it is interested in you stepping back from the game a little bit and like looking at the cars and appreciating the race and like being sure. almost an observer of it uh-huh. which i think is it, it's it's fun and interesting but again good god it's just the complete opposite of horizon yeah and so i enjoy this weird sort of way that they're approaching cars (laughs) because i kind of i kind of like the racing game so Uh that part of it is fine for me and like the campiness of like going to the mechanic and a profile picture of a mechanic shows up and he's like hey what can i do like that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. is so bizarre and fun that like i don't really mind it but i think if somebody if if somebody has come from horizon and they're like that's the only racing game i have ever played and they're like what about this gran turismo i'm like you should just play the last horizon because this game is not the same at all yeah and i I suspect somebody could read this as like kind of dry sure and not as interesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know where i'd I'd said this somewhere the other day, somebody talking about GT7, they were like, I'd said that Horizon manages to capture the thrill of racing a supercar without forcing you to really learn how to race a supercar in real life. Yeah. Like you kind of get an an approximate appreciation of it, Uh but they make it really fun. Yeah. GT7 captures the thrill of being a dad named Thomas who just like loves his Toyota Supra (laughs) and like meets up with some (laughs) fellas from work from time to time on the weekend. Other superheads? Other superheads. You know, they go and get coffee from like a place that serves like a pretty dark roast. 
mm. and talk about like their kids soccer leagues and then like you know kind of go putter around the tracks for a few hours nice it's okay it's not the same game right yeah like, these the <laughs> the the pictures that they're painting are very different yeah yeah grand grand turismo is aiming for for like gearheads car enthusiasts whereas yeah, horizon is so. more just like people who want to go fast yeah and do and cool I, stuff i i personally have no problem with either of those yeah i, absolutely I not. like i like racing games mm-hmm. um but i could totally see how like that would not appeal to a lot of people whereas horizon's approach would appeal to a lot of people uh-huh. but i sure do like gran turismo it's fun mm-hmm. good um, you having fun with your honda fit i love my honda fit um it's very good i just bought a uh mini cooper which i'm very excited about been tricking it out making it go real fast oh yeah in real life they're very susceptible to breaking so i'm glad that i don't have to actually buy one to enjoy this car there you go they're not Mm. reliable cars huh not from what i understand that's a bummer last note on this game is that the soundtrack is so bizarre (laughs) (laughs) the menu music perfect just absolutely incredible Mm. Like kind of uh, like some jazzy th- stuff going on in the okay. background, like very, very good, like nice, chill cafe music, right? Like sure. Just, it's incredible, like so much good stuff. And every time they boot you into a race, it is like the weirdest 2022 version of a band that like really like disturbed when they were growing up oh or like was super into breaking benjamin when oh, they were younger no. like very very weird like <laughs> that's a strange <laughs> it's such a strange, strange change. i don't know why yeah why i would be so cool if they just kept the jazz music yeah. from the menus in the game but can't do that so um i just I, I turned i turned the racing music off because i was like it's honestly oh, just straight moment. off nah dude it was it's not worth oh it. man that's bad <laughs> It it like totally defies the vibe that they're putting out for the entire rest of the game. Uh-huh. It would be as if like it, when you're playing Oblivion during some of the dungeons, like an Avenged Sevenfold song comes on. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Hail and well met. Have you been to Bat Country? Bat Bat Country. There you go. That <laughs> was the one fuck? I was thinking of. Oh my god. Yeah. What a song. Yeah. That was on Guitar Hero, wasn't it? It was. Yes. It was. Anyway, so weird weird bit of the game gran turismo the next game that i've been playing david uh-huh it's called horizon forbidden west the forbidden west the forbidden west have you did you play zero dawn i don't remember if oh yeah talked about that. i played zero yeah. dawn that's a great game um, it was very good i liked it too so context um horizon zero dawn was an open world game that came out in 2017 and it focused on a character named aloy and it was set in this like post post-apocalyptic world where like the world had already ended and people have started living again in these sort of small tribes mm-hmm. scattered across the what would be uh, the united states and i really liked that game uh it also came out the same year that breath of the wild came out which was a very different approach to open world games yeah and uh there's there's contention in which one of these like approaches to world uh, open world games are better quote unquote mm-hmm. i don't think that you can put that label on either of them on like you sure. know, whether or not this approach is better or breath of the wild is better i will say that like breath of the wild for me is more engaging mm-hmm. in certain ways than horizon zero dawn was but horizon also had a really really fun story that i really liked it was very sci-fi and like the the pacing of it was pretty fun to the point where like you really got pulled along yeah i love the sci-fi-ness of the story yeah it, it took some turns that i was like very very interested in mm-hmm. 
Um, it felt Same. like towards the end of it, it felt like a really, really well produced like movie or book or something like that. Yeah, I was like, Damn, it kept you guessing. Stuff. Kept you guessing. Yeah, and so yeah, I, I think that games like Ghost of Tsushima like carry on the design ideology that Horizon Zero Dawn um, sort of nailed, where the world is beautiful and the characters are interesting and it's very pretty, but it is sort of adhering to these design principles that like Ubisoft games often did back in the day, right? Like the mm-hmm. you'll hear it called like the Assassin's Creed model, where there's a lot of shit on the map and oftentimes your job is to go from one waypoint to the next and just like do shit at yeah. them. Climb a big tower every now and then, fill in more of your yeah. mini map. And uh, I, I know that really doesn't jive for some people. I mm-hmm. don't really mind that. I think that both are totally valid approaches to doing this. Mm-hmm. And I, I do sort of get the sense that games with a a desire to tell a story from one like point A to point B are going to be interested in doing that kind of world building where it's like kind of direct and there are story beats and explicit places that you will need to go to continue the story Mm -hmm. and and so for horizon zero dawn i think that made a lot of sense um because the their story was pretty solid anyway uh horizon forbidden west comes out i think like while we're recording this like two or three weeks ago Mm -hmm. on the heels of elden ring coming out which is another kind of breath of the wild inspired open world game sure (laughs) um and so like those two have just been like bouncing back and forth between my head while playing this Mm -hmm. i like this game uh it is very much just horizon 2 it is like hey you liked the first one here's more it's a lot of firing on similar cylinders Mm -hmm. i think that those things still work for me like Mm -hmm. the the story is still engaging i think aloy is like a pretty cool character um and like i love like sort of wandering through the world and just like watching how she interacts with shit and like the people that she runs into yeah the fucking graphical fidelity in this game is just like outstanding Mm. specifically the facial animations are like shocking um (laughs) sure like and and so many people have like just wildly in-depth facial animations like merchants that you run into i'll be like that's a guy that's like a real guy (laughs) that's a man (laughs) so like it, it that part of it is like very very fun just to be like what actually is this person's story because they look so real and their voice acted very well mm-hmm. so like i'm interested in what their deal is sure do they all have deals are, they, are their backgrounds as interesting as their facial animations a lot of the time yes cool. um and and maybe like their characters aren't like super rounded but i'm just kind of i, I like the characters um mm-hmm. I think the earliest example of that is you get to uh, one of the chain scrapes at the name of the town. Um, it's like a, a fairly Western town in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And there is a, uh, a cook that's working in this town. And like he is kind of under the thumb of the person who has taken over this town. The person who's taken over, he's like got a bunch of like goons that are helping him maintain power for a little while. Sure. And like nobody really has like the authority to say like, no, you're not in charge anymore. But anyway, this cook is like, you know, these guys treat me like shit. They always come in and like, you know, make me give them free food. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just really into cooking. Like, I just would love to make like a really good dish, uh-huh. but I don't have the stuff, right? Like I need the stuff mm-hmm. and like sends you on a quest to go get some shit, right? Like you need like a, a cast iron skillet or something right sure like, it's it's very video games but like just the way that it's, it's so well acted and i'm so like involved in this person's story because the facial animations are outstanding the voice acting is incredible so like i'm just sort of drawn into it in that way mm-hmm. i do i i do get what people say when they say that these kinds of games are a little tiring because you can just go from one waypoint to the next and like 
at a certain point that becomes a little less weighty mm-hmm. and i i think you were you were talking about that a little bit with ghost of tsushima right where you like you got to the second island and it's like i don't care yeah. about some of this stuff yeah it was like the 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 story hit a lull it was like it was all building to mm-hmm. that big scene at the end of the first act and then it was had to build back up again it was like it was like a, a feast for crows you know <laughs> i yes david I, I do know actually um <laughs> that's all for my it's the ones for all my george R. R. Martin heads out there. <laughs> George heads. You'll actually be able to call him out in a second. I sure will. Anyway, so I understand that complaint, right? Because so many of those stories from one to the next, at the points where you're looking at a cutscene and like hearing about these people and looking at the dialogue and sort of enjoying that part, it's outstanding. Mm-hmm. And then when you go and like have to just go collect a cast iron skillet, it's like, okay, like, yeah, that part of it can lose some meaning because the parts that are interesting or the, that are very interesting to me sort of drop out, right? Mm-hmm. That's not to say the combat is bad. It's not bad at all. It's very fun. But the sense of discovery isn't quite as heavy. Sure. So point being uh, that I I don't want to wade super far into the like back and forth that people are, are comparing these games against mm-hmm. this and Elden Ring because I, I truly think that they're very, very different games. Like, yeah, they're they're doing different stuff. And I don't think comparing them directly to one another just because they're both quote unquote open worlds is fair even um it just so happened that they came out at similar times so yeah it seems pretty silly to compare those two i will say that the story is really fun so far like there is a like a major plot beat that happens probably like I don't know, six, seven hours into the game. Mm -hmm. That is like, okay, this changes what I know about this world again. Sure. Okay, cool. And like that, that stuff in, in horizon, I think is really good. I worry that like, I I hope that this is, if not the last horizon game, one of the last ones, because I don't know how many times you can pull that trick. Um, Yeah. Like, I think that that is the trick with the first one of like, whoa, this world is bigger than I thought it was, or the implications of this place are really different than what I thought it was before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they managed to do it here too, where it's like, oh shit, I, I didn't see this coming at all. Yeah. That works for a couple of games, but I worry about how long they can do that for. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's, that's a conversation for further down the road. I think that like, it reminds me for whatever reason I've been playing this and thinking about the conversation we had about Sinnoh's Sacrifice, Hellblade, mm, mm-hmm. and like how that game is also like graphically incredible and like yeah. feels kind of similar where like the combat in that game is good, but it's not necessarily what you're coming to Hellblade for. No, not at all. And so like, I think that games like Hellblade are taking what is good about a lot of these games like Assassin's Creed or like Horizon Zero Dawn or Forbidden West where it is rooted in these characters that you're rooting for and you want to get to know and like see what their deal is in this incredibly lush and beautiful world Mm -hmm. but hellblade does a really cool thing where it's not very long yeah you don't it it doesn't overstay its welcome and so you Mm. get to enjoy like these very cool plot beats and very fun stuff and it does this the building that you know you experience in ghost of tsushima and forbidden west and horizon zero dawn without really any of the the chaff right like any of the stuff that is a little bit slower Yep, yep. I, I don't think that's better necessarily, but it leads to a really enjoyable experience. Like Hellblade is such an incredible game. Yeah, it's short and sweet. Very, very sweet. Yeah. Great game. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, I'm I'm still enjoying this game. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very good. The the world is really beautiful. The uh, I will say the opening credits are just like picturesque. Like so goddamn good. Ooh. All right. They just like they they play some music over Aloy riding like a mechanical beast 
through a like mechanical beast <laughs> through different vistas and it's just like striking i was like damn this game is pretty and good and like the direction is really good mm-hmm. they do a lot with like weather effects and mist and Ooh, fog i love in this that. game it's great i love a good weather effect people this is sort of a weird take i've seen online people said that aloy is like kind of mean in this game really and yeah i th- she just seems stressed out to me mm-hmm. like she has an important mission and that like she can't easily prove to other people that that is what is going on yeah i'm trying not to spoil the first one but like she has a significant amount of information that the the people living in this world don't Mm. and like doesn't really have the ability ability to show them like here you go here's why it's not that way gotcha and so she just seems like stressed out that she like kind of has to do this on her own you know i'm not gonna say like the people around her are dumber but like they're certainly not firing on the same level of information that she is it's how the the Um, vaccine researchers have been feeling for the past two years oh god yeah that's true (laughs) just like come on you guys i've got i've got some evidence i've got some real hard evidence here anyway i i think aloy is pretty fun i think she's like a cool character that um doesn't I, I like that she doesn't have to be nice. Yeah, why, why, why does she have to be nice? nice. Yeah, like, Geralt is kind of a dick in a lot of The Witcher. Like, It's true. He's kind of standoffish and, like, not a very nice guy. And, like, there's there's stuff he does that's nice. But a lot of the time, he's kind of just a douche to, like, most of the people that he meets. Hey, I'm Gerald the douche. <laughs> it's my favorite. You got any monsters to kill? <laughs> it's my favorite <laughs> AM radio host, yeah. Gerald the douche. Gerald the douche. <laughs> <laughs> I have also been playing. It's Elden Ring. Elden David. Ring. Oh my gosh. So here's the other the other side of this coin. George R. 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 Martin fans. <laughs> Rejoice. This is it. Your this is it, everybody. Come. I would love to know what part of this game George did, because from the outside looking in, I have no idea. He ju- no... he he made like the structure for the lore and the story. It all seems pretty from softy, to be honest. Like Sure. If if you told me George didn't write a word about this story, I'd say, yeah, that's that's fine. That checks out. <laughs> like Fair enough. His his personal brand is nowhere near this, other than there being a sword that ha- that kind of looks like the Iron Throne, Ooh, which is cool. That's cool. Okay, so uh, Elden Ring, uh, contextually, is the uh, latest FromSoft video game. Uh, mm-hmm. FromSoft being the folks who did all of the those hard games we love to love. <laughs> uh, your Dark Souls, your Bloodborns, uh, your Demon Souls, your Sekiro's, mm-hmm. and your Armored Cores. People forget about our Armored Core. <laughs> Don't they, sleep on Armored they, Core, baby. They did that too. And this is their latest iteration uh i i think for a long time the marketing around this game has been like yo elden ring's going open world how they're gonna do it mm-hmm. i think there is a lot of trepidation about that yeah um because like i think something that FromSoft does very well is they're like very dense and well designed worlds Mm -hmm. and so it was a little scary to say like okay y'all have made some very good video games so like i don't not trust you but i am a little frightened that you'll put up a stinker (laughs) i'm scared for you yes but also at the same time i was like they look like i have not played a fromsoft game that i haven't liked Mm. i'll buy this one i'll give it a try and the reviews have mostly been like overwhelmingly praising of this game so i was like all right well let's let's get into it yeah it's good the game is good um shocking yeah so let's see what to say about it 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 is true that it is an open world um, uh-huh you do your pretty typical uh dark soul stuff where you make your character you get some very vague lore about the world 
some you get told about some bosses that you're gonna have to fight mm-hmm. stink stinker the big strong boy and then it shows you a picture of stinker and... stinker the big strong boy yeah that sounds like what you'd call your cat or something <laughs> uh yeah stinker the big strong boy um he's got a helmet <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you get that, uh, you run down a hallway to a boss that is intended to kill you. They indeed kill you. And then, uh, you start the game in earnest. It, uh, kicks you out into, uh, the opening area, which is like this place called Limgrave, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you only have a little bit of the map. Uh, and it's it's pretty like you don't get a lot in, initially, right? Yeah. Like, you're just like, okay, I guess I'm gonna go like find something. Somebody gives you like the initial direction of like you should go to the castle, and you can kind of see it in the background. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, well, I guess I'll just go that direction. That seems fair. Yeah. And uh, if you go straight down on the path that is laid out for you, there is this thing called the Tree Sentinel, which will also kick your whole ass if you try and fight it. Uh oh. I was like, okay, I guess I'm intended. I, I need to run around this guy. Yeah. Which is the game very well teaching you a new lesson about this game in that um, you don't need to fight this guy right now. You can come back. Like, mm-hmm. this guy's way too strong for you. You do not need to fight this guy, which is <laughs> what you can do. And you will more than likely end up in a place that is much easier to fight enemies at. And so it kind of confirms your suspicion of like. So I'm definitely going to be able to find a YouTube video of some streamer beating that character. Absolutely. In the yes, first absolutely. level, though, right? <laughs> yes. I saw one Plus today. Like an th- hour or something. <laughs> there is uh there's an item in this game called the mimic tier and you can upgrade it and it essentially summons a uh a copy of yourself that goes and fights for you whoa cool i saw somebody doing new game plus with a fully upgraded mimic tier and he summoned that thing and it went and kicked that boss's ass without him even doing anything so like yes there are streamers who are already just owning this guy <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were teaching me a lesson let me teach you a lesson fucker i got something to tell you uh yeah, the, the way that the game plays out is that you have sort of these like vague ideas about where you need to be going at any given point. Mm-hmm. And more than likely what will happen is that you will just kind of see something on the map that you're like, that looks cool. I wonder what's over there. Uh-huh. And then you go ride over there on your uh, horse named Torrent. Cool. And uh, there's some sometimes there is something and sometimes there's not like the world is is not always as rewarding as breath of the wild was mm-hmm. in, as far as like there's something under every rock mm, like, classic from soft sometimes it's just a building and like you can't go in we're closed <laughs> sorry yeah sometimes it is a dungeon which is cool and sometimes uh it's like a a bundle of terrifying like terror snakes that are like God. throwing throwing up acid next to you oh, or something Jesus. Like, it's it, in in the way that Breath of the Wild rewarded you with like, hi, it's a Korok seed. Like, yay. <laughs> this one's like, hello, it's a horrifying demon that like hasn't seen the light of day in a thousand it's years. It's an horror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the visage of Chet the Rat. <laughs> if if Chet the Rat was a, a Dark Souls boss, what would his like moniker be? Because they always have the like suffix. Chet the Rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, got it in one. Perfect. Chet, um, comma, the rat. Perfect. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> the rat is a description of his characteristics, not his corporeal form. Although yes. he does have a, mouth, uh, a rat's face. That is true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think that, like, like I was saying with the uh, Horizon thing, this game takes a very different approach to open world games where you have very little as far as where to go or what to do and the game just sort of like kicks you out into the open world and it's like go hang out go do some shit you'll find the main quest eventually Mm -hmm. and that leads to a very cool sense that i don't think you get in the other like kind of open world games where discovery and your curiosity is oftentimes your most useful tool 
mm-hmm. when trying to figure out what to do. Um, because usually there's something, right? Like usually yeah. if you look at the map, there's some shit you can go do and usually it's pretty fun. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, I think that they have like nailed that part of it. I think the concerns about them going from open world or uh, non-open world to open world or you, you do not have to be scared. It is still a very good video game. Mm-hmm. Not to mention they have these sections of the world that are called like legacy dungeons uh-huh. that function much more like a normal Dark Souls level. Sure. Like, you know, you'll enter into a castle and it's structured like a Dark Souls level where there's like a couple of branching paths here and there. But, you know, the boss lives in a part of this castle and you just have to get to it. And there's a bunch of bonfires between you and and that fight. Gotcha. And so that it still exists in this game. It just so happens that you can also go outside of the castle and go like wander around in the world. So that part's great. Cool. The 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 combat is still as good as it ever is. Like mm-hmm. it, I think it feels the most similar to just a regular Dark Souls game. Like yeah. it doesn't feel quite as frenetic as Bloodborne. It's not nearly as unforgiving as Sekiro was. Mm-hmm. Like Sekiro gives you fucking nothing. It's like here's your sword, dude. Go beat the boss. This is nothing, and you'll like it. You'll thank me for it. <laughs> yes, and it was a good game. I love I love Sekiro, mm-hmm. but um, it definitely had an opinion about how you how you should play that game mm. whereas this one plays a lot more dark soulsy in that uh there are many different ways to to do combat here mm-hmm. i am playing a strength build obviously unga bunga build unga bunga build big sword go clang build <laughs> i always love strength builds they're always so much fun for me mm-hmm. it ends up usually being kind of a difficult route mm-hmm. because <laughs> you are not <laughs> You are not as light as like the thief or something that's using a bunch of daggers. You can't roll quite as fast as that. Yeah. And you really shouldn't be like equipping so much equipment that you can't roll very quickly. Yeah. There's in in most of the Dark Souls games and this one calls it out or, or the FromSoft games and this one calls it out explicitly. There are typically like three weights that you can achieve either light medium or heavy uh-huh. and that'll depend on just your equipment mm-hmm. so like if you're using a dagger and wearing nothing you are almost certainly a light build yeah which is why you see people online saying like don't wear armor it's much easier if you don't wear armor naked dagger boy exactly because you can dive and dodge and dip and duck very very easily <laughs> so so it's rip torn is is the one it's, who's <laughs> putting yeah. all of those online patches of hulahan right that's his name oh damn patches of hulahan's really really marketable name that's a strong name Mm -hmm. that's probably who summoned chet the rat that sounds like something patches of hulahan would do (laughs) yeah it's it it is typically kind of a challenging build to to use because you do have to be pretty good at dodging and also like they're they're the sword attacks or the the axe attacks that you have to hit and then put your actual hit away on layaway Mm -hmm. like it takes so long for you to swing your sword the bunga sword your big bunga club, man. Like your caveman club. Bunga club. Um, I definitely would want to go to the bunga club for a party. I would like to go to the bunga club. Sounds it's, fun. It's, it's just the Flintstones. That's just what it is. Sure. But it is really fun because the weapons that you get to use are just absolutely ridiculous and so much fun. I found like in the early game, I was like, oh yeah, I love these huge swords. All these like mm-hmm. gigantic, like fuck a, fuck a shield. I'm not using shield. I'm just going to two hand everything. Um, <laughs> Don't even and, talk to me about a shield. <laughs> Because it's too heavy. I can't use it and then also sure. use my big, big sword. Sure, sure. Um, however, I did run into the weapon that I have been using for the whole game. Oh. Which is an anchor. An anchor. Straight up just an anchor. <laughs> just a big oh old anchor. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it is 
<laughs> faster than you would expect it to be. Like you can bring the anchor down pretty fast. All right. And every I, I've been upgrading it throughout the entire playthrough, and I have yet to find another weapon that outdoes it as far as damage goes. So like you, I'm just just rolling with the anchor. Do you have a nautical themed finishing line that you say whenever you kill somebody with it? Like we're just pulling into port, and then just <laughs> knock them to silly. Uh, that's uh, I'm gonna I'm uh, you're you're the poop deck now. <laughs> you're the poop deck now. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Which is very fun because you're fighting just like otherworldly hellish monsters with this big anchor, mm-hmm. and it's just it's very good. I I beat Astel, natural born of the void, last night. Oh, God, which, that's cool. With my big, big anchor, which felt very good. My big, big anchor. That's great. God, I some of the boss design in this game is just like picturesque from soft boss design. Really? God damn, some of it is so good. Oh, I love the bosses. Astel, nat- natural born of the void. I'll cut this out. But uh-huh. uh, he is a... These fuckers are so good. I know. I don't know how they keep doing it. Like, they keep coming up with just incredible fights. Um, there's a there's a fight that's a main boss that gives me very big Rom the Vacuous Spider um, vibes, mm-hmm. which, like, very good. Okay. Love, love that. Nice. So, yeah, like, I, I think this game feels very FromSofty. It is absolutely a FromSoft game in... in every way possible uh-huh. um which is great like i'm I'm really glad that they managed to let stick this landing mm-hmm. it's it's funny because i know that a lot of the fromsoft and miyazaki specifically has said like we took a lot from zelda like zelda is one of our biggest influences i have a wild or just, just Zelda in general just zelda in general because like sure. when demon souls was coming out like you know breath of the wild wasn't even close to being out sure and so like they i know that they base a lot of their design around that and it really shows like you can see it I in see a lot that. of these games like yeah. i i think there's you know the the structure of the world makes a lot of sense this like very vague characterization of the world there is a ridiculousness that is found in both zelda and dark souls like and so like it's it's funny to see like that arc of them being super influenced by that i think breath of the wild in turn was influenced by dark souls in sort of sparse world building that they did this like very open approach to uh, open world games and then in turn again elden ring is influenced by breath of the wild or at least you know taking some of the the similar uh, lessons that they learned in that game and applying them here and so it's 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 outstanding like it's a it's a really really good video game Mm -hmm. um i think it does a really good job of just allowing you to follow whatever curiosity you want kind of going through it that way it is still i will say incredibly difficult like if you weren't a fan of other FromSoft games, you may not be a fan of this one. Yeah. I, I see people s- saying that, like, well, because it's an open world game, you don't always have to fight the bosses that are in, tr- in front of you, right? Like, you can go somewhere else, you can grind on easier enemies, and that can act as your, like, difficulty slider, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can go and level up and get better and yada, yada, yada. I get that, and I agree that, like, whenever I'm having a hard time with a boss, I'll just go somewhere else. Like, there's plenty of other shit to do. Yeah. Um, but you still got to be good at this fucking game. Like, it's still hard. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's not like you can run in there and not dodge. Yeah, um, yeah, it's you're you're going from a very hard fight to a hard fight, no matter where you're going. Right, and I, I think the the way that the way that you can truly make it a lot easier is to go and like play as a magic user in this game, mm-hmm. which, which, from my understanding, is a lot easier than just like hitting. Mm. And so I think like I, I wish, and, and this is going against a lot of FromSoft tenants. I wish they were a little bit more explicit with that because like I, I wish somebody who was like, I this game seems really cool, but 
I would like to kind of just like walk through it. Like you could probably just use a magic user. It's very easy to just like cheese bosses and kill them. Really? If you're just like firing spells off. Yeah. Mm. I think the magic user in this game is like probably the best it's ever been as far as Hmm. like how strong you can get. Sure. And so it's, it's good in that way. So, you know, your difficulty will probably come from what build you end up using, but I think a lot of people will just be like, that sword looks cool. I'll put more into strength or dex or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also like will say that I think for my money, I prefer the kinds of worlds that FromSoft does that are dense Mm. in the way that like the rest of their games are. Sure. I, I, that's not to say the open world is better or worse. Like I think they both offer very different stuff. Like you don't have the sense of discovery in those games that you do in this one. It's mm-hmm. it's very fun and very vast. The world is un, like vacuous, shockingly, shockingly vacuous. Uh, no, just just vacuous big. Spec. Like yeah, <laughs> the 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 game drops you into Limgrave, and I was like, oh, this this map isn't that big. Is this like the whole game? And like I was so deeply wrong about how small, <laughs> like how big the world is. Like it is fucking gigantic. Mm-hmm. In a way that I was not expecting, uh, taking some clues from Hollow Knight, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. Mm. But uh, I, I think I usually enjoy the worlds that are more densely populated. But at the same time, like I said, you are you would be leaving behind all the cool shit that gets to get done in the open world. And so it, it, I think at the end of the day, your enjoyment of this will come down to whether or not you really come to a game for the sense of discovery and exploration Mm -hmm. as compared to, I would like to be challenged by this game and move forward and enjoy that, right? Like, I think this game offers something that other FromSoft games have not thus far. And that's a good thing. Like, that's very cool. You can pull in more people and I think there's a lot more to enjoy there. I think I just happen to be playing this game as if it were a Dark Souls game. Mm-hmm. And I think that may may not be the right approach. I think I need to like probably take a step back, maybe roll a magic user and just like wander around the world and enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, I got to go fucking find somebody to fight with my big anchor. <laughs> like, <laughs> so old Anki is hungry. Old Anki. I love that. <laughs> old, the old stanky Anki. Oh, I'm going to give that band the old stanky Anki. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Gonna give him um, the stankle. I'm gonna give him the stankle. That's where you hit somebody with an anchor in their ankle. In their ankle. Yep. <laughs> the stanky anky in um, the anky. Right? Yes. Those are words. I agree. <laughs> so uh yeah, that's that's where I'm at with Elden Ring. Hell yeah. I am fifty hours into this game right now. Fifty? <laughs> my goodness i have played an extreme amount of elden are you so close to being done i'm getting there I, I think i'm scratching towards the surface of being closer to done with this game uh-huh. but like there's still a lot on the map that i have not seen oh my goodness was it uh last week emily alice went out of town between wednesday and saturday oh so it was just it was elden time my full friend. bore yeah so i hear you i've put in in a, a quite a few hours into this game and so Maybe that alone is an endorsement of, uh, you know, which game I'm enjoying more Mm -hmm. because I've been uh, all all my minor gripes aside about this game. I've been absolutely unable to put it away. Like (laughs) just cannot stop playing this video. All I want to do is go on the ring. Keep going. So, so like, you know, that's, that's certainly an endorsement. Mm -hmm. I have also been playing. Last one, right? No. No. (laughs) I thought you said no, four. I didn't count correctly. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. I've also been playing Pixel Puzzle Makeout League, David. Pixel Puzzle Makeout <laughs> League? Are you yes. playing a dating sim? A puzzle dating sim? I'm playing a P- P- 
Picross? 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 Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. A Picross dating sim, David. Wow. Wow. This, <laughs> this came as a friend of the show, Kim, uh, had said, hey, I'm playing this game on one of the discords that I lurk in. And I was like, I, I were friends on Switch, too. And I was like, what the fuck is what is that video game? Uh huh. Because I had literally never heard of it. And the name of it alone is outrageous. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this game? And then she chimed in there at some point and said, like, hey, this game is fucking nuts. And I was like, OK, I, I had never played a Picross game. I didn't really know what it was. I have no idea what those games are. It's surprisingly simple. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be a lot more complicated than it is, but it's not that it's not that complicated. Picross is a sen- essentially like I don't want to say dumbed down, but like maybe an easier version of Sudoku mm-hmm. at its most basic form. Picross is like you can imagine a five by five grid and you know there's cells in each one of those. And at the top on the top row and the side column, there are numbers on each of those like rows and columns right Mm -hmm. those numbers denote how many of the cells in that row are filled and how many are not so like if there's a three on the top row going down Mm -hmm. uh, or the top column going down yeah then there will be three boxes that are filled in that column sure and then on the row it'll say one right Mm -hmm. and so you're like okay there is one in here and so your job is to sort of like fill out what you can and can't like glean from each one of these little bits of information okay. until you fill out the whole thing, right? Like, and so it's, so it's like Sudoku without uh, numbers. Exactly. Yes. It's just like, which of these cells are filled in this grid? Gotcha. And they give you clues as to how to do that. There's like a few little wrinkles in the, in the rules, but like by and large, that's it. And so you can imagine like that gets more complicated, the bigger the grid you use or the harder the puzzles are mm-hmm. like some of them, you know, it'll be a, a 15 by 15 grid. But, you know, half of the rows are all zero or all 15. So it's like, well, that's easy. I can sort of like figure that out. Yeah. Um, or anything like that. And so it, you know, it's, it's deeply ding boyish. I got like, I, I'm, I'm going to say up front, like that sort of puzzle is just like, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. I gotta fix this sure. problem. Uh-huh. Um, so that's really fun. Yeah. Um, but the backdrop of this game is bananas. You, uh, are playing as pixel girl is a part of this group of quote-unquote heroes mm-hmm. who uh, make up this like puzzle league that they're a part of it's like the the bootleg the bootlegist ad- ad- adventures <laughs> bootlegist adventures <laughs> it's like you a person named chess there's a person named sudoku a person <laughs> <laughs> named crossword uh sure. and a gigantic puzzle piece named Picea. <laughs> Picea. She's like she's like a well I guess Picea. I don't, I don't, she's a Pisces. Yeah. Um I actually don't know when her birthday is, but she's she literally looks like a big jigsaw piece yeah. that like has big anime eyes and like blushes. Whoa. Um she's the so, ruler of the makeout league? No. Uh, I mean at at the beginning nobody's really making out quite yet, but you oh. know, as you go through these levels, uh you will you will move farther in your relationship. So the the game plays out, and it I guess. But the, these aren't people. Most of them are people. Most Picea of, is not a people. Okay, most of them are but, people, but the giant puzzle piece is not a person. The uh, well, I mean, she talks and like she's is, anthropomorphized. Yes. Um. So you go through these levels, and the conceit of the game is that Pixel Girl solves her problems by doing pixel puzzles. The Picross. Uh-huh. And so like whenever she runs into initials, she'll like look at it and do a puzzle and that'll like 
fix it for her. Mm -hmm. I'm unclear exactly how that plays out. If she's going to throw a punch, if she does the puzzle before she does the punch, is the punch stronger? Hmm. And like conceptually, she has this big story about how she got her like powers. And I'm, I don't, I don't know. She's just doing Picross. Like, I don't know if that's a power. (laughs) That's her superpower. Yeah. And like, I am, uh, I've done a lot of Picross so far. I am currently pursuing Sudoku. Oh. Because she's a big gamer girl. So like, all right, come on. She plays MMOs. Whoa. And yeah, so you, I'm, I'm going through the story and there are some bananas implications happening in the story uh-huh it, it reminds me a lot of uh uh oh god what was the game that we played for the dating sim doki 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 literature club it reminds me a lot of that where it, it's not nearly as heavy sure. initially but like I'm, i mean maybe it'll get there i haven't beaten it yet but there are implications going on in the background that are deeply unsettling oh we're like are we not gonna talk about that part of it and they're all just like let's go save the world again i guess and like Pixel girl seems moved by a lot of this, but then the next day she'll wake up and be like, I need to go talk to my new significant other or something like that. Mm. And so it's very bizarre. I am really looking forward to where the story goes because like it seems like it's barreling towards just some wild shit. Okay. Um, and God, I'm thrilled about that. All right. I'm so, so excited about it becoming just unhinged and going absolutely bananas with the story. Is it on Switch? Uh, it's on Switch. Yes. Okay. It's pretty cheap and like I really have enjoyed just the Picross. So like for that alone, I'm like, all right, I like that. And it's just, it's exciting. I'm really enjoying this video game right now. Cool. Hell yeah. Known known enjoyer of dating sims now. <laughs> I, I know what a what a heel turn. I know, yeah, it's a very bizarre twist in the last year of gaming. Or would flash. that be a face turn if you go from disliking mm. something to liking it? I don't know if I ever disliked dating simulators. I just never really had gotten into one, mm. and now I'm like, okay, there is some cool shit. I, for whatever reason, I think like dating simulators simulators oftentimes have an ability to really do some shit with their story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's just it's it's the juxtaposition between like cutesy, fun, like flirty stuff, and like yeah. really heavy topics in the background <laughs> is yes. is very shocking. I guess because you don't have to do like as much as far as like asset creation. Like you can just do text boxes and like have your characters reacting to shirt, certain shit and like have a background around it, mm-hmm. and so you can tackle just some insane things happening in the story uh which you know personally i love that Mm -hmm. i love when it like a game is not committed to being just like what it appears on the cover yeah yeah so anyway i'm thrilled to finish this game because it looks incredible oh yeah uh at least with my experience so far i'm interested sounds fun oh you should you should play it you might like i like puzzles i like puzzle games very good before bed like i'm just gonna do a couple rounds of pit cross and like i'm definitely gonna pursue crossword i love crossword puzzles mm, nice let's hear it. this last game the the last game David. all right let's hear it it's ufc4 as promised ufc4 this one's for you drew this one's for you drew disclaimer at the top i do not give a shit about ufc fighting same <laughs> i i think it's a little bit of a bummer in fact i don't like watching people kick the ever-loving shit out of each well, other Well, you're not a fan of uriah faber the california kid a homegrown product of mission <laughs> avenue open school listen uriah i got no i got no beef with him because he's gonna come to my house and beat <laughs> me up if i say that i do but i don't i don't necessarily care for ufc it's not it's not my jam mm-hmm um, however, I have enjoyed uh, fighting games before, like the the Fight Night games for Xbox. I thought that were pretty good, like the boxing games. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Just because the mechanics were like interesting, like yeah. controlling your arms with the sticks, I thought yeah. was fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, like maybe I'll give this a try. I don't necessarily like care about UFC, but I I like video games, and this seems like a cool video game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, to spice it up, I will have to create a character. So as you had uh, alluded to before, I did create Wario <laughs> in in the career mode. Um, Wario, and his you get to choose from a series of last names, and I don't. I, I didn't know Wario's canonical last name, and so I named him Weidman, uh, W-E-I-D-M-A-N, which could be Weidman or Weedman, depending on which <laughs> Weedman, you, you, which depending on your pronunciation, and either one felt right, so I was like, yes, that's perfect uh, for me. Is there a Wario Weidman here? Uh, it's pronounced yeah. Weedman. Weedman. <laughs> substitutes um, am i right so uh <laughs> the career mode is shockingly in depth and has a pretty significant amount of like story beats that i'm really into because like it opens up and you're talking it's like an interview with your coach who's walking through like how they discovered you and it like flashes back to your first fight like in some parking lot mm-hmm. where like it's like a bootleg ufc sort of situation and you just get your ass kicked in the ring and for me personally, watching Wario step into the ring with his purple boxing gloves was just just something else. Like I really, really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, proceeding to get recruited by this boxing coach and go to his boxing gym again. Wario going to this gym <laughs> is like such a fun way Wario to experience this game. It's it's incredible. I I chose to have him be a kickboxer because I made him as wide and short as I possibly could. Uh-huh. And so his reach is not good at all. Like his his punching strength is quite bad. Uh-huh. But this man has fucking rocket kicks. Rocket, rocket uh, kicks. Big beefy <laughs> thighs Wario has. <laughs> He just like turns on the like jet fuel on his feet sure. and like roundhouse kicks someone in the head. Sure, sure. I turned the difficulty down as low as it would possibly go because I was like not as interested in being challenged by UFC as I was just turning Wario into a I'm, kicking I'm machine. I'm role playing Wario here. <laughs> Everybody yes. get out of my way. Which my experience with this game as a Wario <laughs> roleplay has been absolutely <laughs> lovely. Really, really good. Chef's kiss. Um, chef's kiss because like you can in easy mode like your opponents go down easy like wario has not gotten to the second round Mm. since being in the actual ufc how many ko's do you have all ko's every fight he has gotten in has resulted in a ko (laughs) (laughs) he just walks in the ring and unleashes people just hear his big beefy thighs (laughs) they just tap out immediately (laughs) so like I think in the base game, you're supposed to sort of wear someone's stamina down on certain parts of their body mm-hmm. um, because it's like, you know, there's little like health bars associated with each like body part. It's like upper body, your legs, your head, arms and shit like that. Um, but because I'm on easy and because I've juiced up Wario's stats so fucking high, the damage that he does to someone's head is just immediately a problem for them like it <laughs> within 30 seconds they are like oh my god dude i cannot stand up to the straight. head it's only he's to the kicking head he's people straight to the head I, <laughs> this little tiny I, wario just <laughs> reaching for the skies oh with my his fucking god foot, man i will every now and then throw out a body kick to distract them from the impending knockout kick that's coming towards <laughs> their head <laughs> but, but <laughs> So these people walk into the ring against Wario and he's already just <laughs> kicking as high as he can yes. and just walking towards him. So he's more like a battle bot than a, than a <laughs> yes, kickboxer. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just one after the other, like just throwing up kicks every couple of seconds. You can unlock even more just like absolutely ridiculous moves too. Like he's got a jumping kick now where he like brings his foot over his head and down onto someone. Oh my God. Just a devastating blow. You're just giving people concussions. You're giving people TBIs just over and over. Like that, that is the implication. Like they are out for a lot of the season after the fights with Wario because he does such (laughs) he does such brutal damage to Wario's got to deal with the local hospital he's like I got I can just send you some people some business (laughs) here you go so again I barely grok the mechanics of this game between fights you can do like training in the training gym (laughs) Wario doesn't need to train that's that's part of the the role play is that I try not to get him very healthy yeah he walks into the fight with like severely lacking in cardio strength (laughs) So he's forced to try and stop the fight within one round. He's like, I gotta get my legs pumping. I can't make it past five minutes. <laughs> and so the only training that I allow him to do is kick training, where he just goes in and like practice kicks. With I only people. will allow you to strengthen your kicks, Wario. And so I didn't realize this, but um, whenever you, whenever you knock somebody out, that that like is marked as uh, an injury. Like it's it's sure, a, it's, yeah. a seas- it's a season injury, and the. <laughs> this poor dude who will show up to kick training every time that you do it oh god and for weeks weeks on end i was just knocking him out relentlessly you're supposed to just like make it through the time like you're supposed to go two to three minutes and that's the way to get training but i would walk in there and just until he was knocked out and i was like Day over, done. That guy is the <laughs> definition I ain't, of I ain't here no bell. I'm coming back for you, Wario. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine the dude <laughs> who works there and the coach is like, hey, you got, yeah, I'm, I hate to say it, but you got to get back in the ring of Wario. Like, no, dude, I lost three teeth last time. You can't do this to me again. I lost three teeth and 10 IQ points. I can't do this anymore, man. <laughs> I forgot algebra. You can't do this. You literally kicked math out of my brain. And so after that, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just slow down a little bit. And so the way that those trainings have been going on now is I'll deliver one devastatingly harsh kick and sort of just wait for him to punch me while he recovers his stamina. Because Wario's like beefy, he doesn't take a lot of damage very easily. Yeah. And sort of just every minute or so deliver another brutal kick. So now you're just playing with your food. Yes, well I don't want him to be injured. Because <laughs> I do need to like train a little bit to get my kicks stronger. Mm. God damn. Uh, there was there was one uh, one training sesh where uh, Wario took a, took a bad kick himself from that same trainer. Mm-hmm. And was injured for a couple of months. And I suspect that that was probably a, a revenge kick if I had to if I had to quantify <laughs> that one. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> After getting knocked out for months. Yeah. The the other thing of note that I wanted to bring up is that you can get sponsorships in this game. Beats? I did not get beats. I was lucky enough mm-hmm. to nail a sponsorship with the only place that Wario would like to get sponsored. And that is, of course, Freddy Spaghetti's. There is a... <laughs> Freddy Spaghetti's? In the, in the game, there's a restaurant called Freddy Spaghetti's, which you can do promotional advertising for. Oh, my God. So every now and then, it's like you'll you'll sign a contract to do their promos, and, like, Wario will just, like, go on Instagram and promote Freddy Spaghetti's before his fight. <laughs> um, and... Eat Freddy Spaghetti's and you get 
thighs like me. Big, big, strong kicks like me. Anyway, the, he's been offered other promotions and he will not take them. I'm not allowing him to do any other like bigger promotions. I like, other than I like how you say I'm not allowing him. Like he is a real <laughs> thing, a real creature in this game. And you were just guiding him through his life. I am coaching this kick monster and I need him to <laughs> know who's, who's in charge. <laughs> God, it's a really fun video game. I think if I had made Chast Ralby like in this game, like a, just a regular a regular character, uh -huh. it would not have been as fun. Yeah. But man, it is fun with Wario and on easy difficulty and putting every point I have into kicks. Just min max to the max. Yes. Um, so he currently is undefeated other than the first round uh, or like the, the first fight. Yeah. All knockouts. So I'm, I'm really, that really fight enjoying him. Fight changed yeah. him. It never went back. Never went back. I'm never going to lose again. <laughs> Wario. Wario. <laughs> yeah, very good. I love Wario Weedman. Wario Weedman. Also known <laughs> as Wario Weidman. <laughs> also known as the Kick Terror. The Kick Terror. The Kicking Terror of UFC 4. <laughs> God damn, that's awesome. Come down to your local ring this weekend to see the Kicking Terror. <laughs> Knocked out 24 men cold. We're back to this transatlantic talk now, huh? <laughs> yeah, dude. Full circle. Full circle. Whew, this is a good one. I love this game. Anyway, David, this will all bring you on Pod Domestic Thing of the Week. An hour and a half in. Here we go. Yeah, baby. You know how it be. Let's hear it. It is this, uh, the bundle for Ukraine on itch.io. Oh, I saw that. There is a gigantic video game bundle currently on itch.io that you can buy for $10 mm -hmm. uh, and support uh, the fucked up situation that is currently ongoing in Ukraine. Uh -huh. It's good. It goes to a good cause. Uh, they've raised a lot of money and you get a lot of video games. There's a significant amount of shit in this bundle. Uh -huh. What's in it? What, what games are in it? What's going on? Let's see. Of note, like the, the, the biggest inclusions, I would say, uh -huh. um, Celeste is in there. That's insane celeste alone is worth at least ten dollars so like you can definitely kick oh, in ten bucks thirsty for that. sword lesbians there are a lot of dating sims in this one skatebird backbone crosscode uh those are all pretty big games uh -huh. there's a lot of stuff fatum batula i love that Didn't game you play liminal should... horror i don't think so there's a lot of shit in here Damn. and so like yeah it's it's good stuff um, there's a lot of tabletop tabletop stuff in here too, so like it's good shit. No, oh, Baba is used in there. Yeah, also a good game. God, yeah. There's like 900 things in this bundle, so like, damn. If if you're interested at all, it's really well worth it. Again, goes to a, a good cause, and uh, it's it's a lot of shit in there. So that was that was feeling my optimistic thing. You should go buy this if you haven't already. Visigoths versus Malgoths. That's awesome. Anyway, yeah, that's my that's my optimistic thing of the week, David. Have oh, you yeah. been, have you got something fueling your sense of optimism, David? I do, Chase. What is it? It is Nature's Bounty Brain HP Supplements. Okay. <laughs> Nature's are you are you finally taking the heel turn to where you start pitching <laughs> no, vitamins? No, uh -huh. just 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 Google this. These are supplements that are marketed towards gamers. They got a big old <laughs> game controller on the front of them wow and they do. here is here's their their pitch for it recharge okay. your brain fast and improve your reaction time to elevate your game enter brain <laughs> hp to make you focus better in as little as 30 minutes it's okay. your advanced nootropic and vision stack for next level gaming performance coming to you from nature's bounty the experts in wellness supplements for nearly 50 years yeah <laughs> And so they have they have all these things on here like helps improve reaction time and reduce errors while on task, support attention and focus, 
and one of them filters out blue light and supports visual perception. What is going on with this supplement? What is in this? Uh, drugs. Drugs. Sugar, also. These... Lots of sugar. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. So, I, I just thought it was very funny, and Mallory called them... <laughs> magic gamer beans when she found them at the store <laughs> because they're little watermelon flavored gummies like mm. little little beans like little beans she's like here you can, do you a... need these and i was like no i don't please don't buy those i don't want those ever those are horrid the first ingredient is sugar the second ingredient is glucose syrup <laughs> and the third ingredient is modified potato starch it's just sugar man these are sugar pills <laughs> glucose <laughs> Sugar and then glucose syrup. That's like saying a guy, like Superman and Clark Kent are this are, aren't the same person. <laughs> Those just are like, two hey, separate you entities. You just put glasses on. <laughs> same same thing. That's the same thing. Oh, so it, it, yeah. it just tickled me. That's why. Yeah, that's why that's, it's my pod, it's, I don't know if it's my optimistic thing of the week, but it's my most noteworthy, funny yeah. video game thing I saw this week. You can be feeling uh, your sense of optimism. I think yeah, that it's just ridiculous. I was thinking it's, it's funny incredible. that now they are uh, selling video game supplements for aged gamers like us, so we can keep up with the little twelve-year-olds, which is also why I find yeah. this funny. I mean, they really should just be like selling it and calling it, you know, gamer fuel or whatever, and it's just aspirin, like to make your that's joints aspirin. not hurt quite as much. Aspirin mixed with cocaine. Wow. You heard it here first on video game pontimism. No more powerful um, drug. No. Um, anyway, Nobody, we have don't, a very... don't mix aspirin and cocaine, everybody. Please don't. It's a bad idea. It's bad for you. Anyway, we have a very tiny main thing today. Do you want to go do that real quick? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Just speed through speed, it, right? Speed through. Liggety split. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hello. It's good games. We're we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Got a weird one today. Yeah. We we did Metal Gear Solid last week and only Metal Gear Solid. Uh And we thought what what better what game could possibly follow up Metal Gear Solid One? What could follow up Snake but Snake? Snake. We're doing Snake. Nothing can follow Snake but Snake. Snake. It's Snake, the game on your it's phone. It's Snake, the you know the one you've played. Um, <laughs> the what the one you've played. We we both recognize that. Like, I was probably going to talk for like an hour just now. So like, <laughs> you talk for more than an hour. But yes, yes, uh, I, I had many video games to talk about. Um, the passion was flowing through you. Yeah, I played a lot of video games. So we just yeah, last week we we're like, you know what, you're going to be coming back from vacation. I'm going to be just finished unhinging my jaw and letting out all the video game thoughts. <laughs> Um, so why not just do something easy, something mm. simple? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Snake. Snake. Coming from your cell phone circa 2000. And before. And before. I'll you, yeah. I'll tell you about that. I'm, all right. Hot stats. Um, I feel it coming. It's coming. Here it is. Also, hold on. Did I say the name of the segment? I think so. You said it's good games. Just, it's, it's, uh. I don't think you did the whole it, thing, though. It's good games. The segment where we talk about the okayest games of yesteryear or the ones that just didn't get their moment in the sun. This one definitely got its moment in the sun. Yeah. But, but. It is know, definitely an okayest anyway. game of yesteryear. Anyway, here's some hot stats for the video game Snake. Hot stats. Hot stats. The very first Snake-like was called... Snake-like. Which is a a cool new genre that I'm going to invent now. Um, The first one was called... (laughs) It's it's like a snake, you know? The very first one of these games was called Blockade, uh, which was an arcade game released in 1976. Whoa. And it was made by a company called... 
Gremlin. Oh my God. That's so intense. <laughs> I really like Gremlin as the name of a game development company. A, that is very, very powerful. That's a good name for anything that's not a Gremlin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a little pug could be Gremlin. Grem, gremlin. A bird, a parakeet, What's your Gremlin. What's your favorite uh, mixed drink? A Gremlin. A Gremlin. Oh yes. my God, what is that? It'd be like rum and cough syrup. That's a, that's a, that's a Gremlin. I think that's, I think that's lean, David. <laughs> I think I think you're right. Actually, turns you into a gremlin. That is true. What was I going to say? Uh, gremlin also made a blockade, as we as we said. Uh, frogs, Frogger. Oh, and the uh, the very popular Moon Cresta. Actually, hadn't heard of that. Wow. Uh, but they made damn, Frogger, it's cool That's name. great. Uh, yeah, they made Frogger. Lots of lots of frog based games. Frog likes, uh, if you will. Fro- frog 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 likes. I I would like. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they, they they made uh, old arcade games. They're like very classic arcade game makers. From there, uh, there was a game that was released in 1977 on uh, Atari that was called, and another powerful name here, Bigfoot Bonkers. That was uh, the next snake-like. Bigfoot Bonkers. Bigfoot Bonkers. Wow. Powerful. It sounds sexual. It does. It absolutely does. There's nothing in there that is explicitly explicit. But like saying out loud Bigfoot bonkers, I feel like I kind of need to like say it in a little bit. It's what it doesn't say, you know? It's what it doesn't say. (laughs) Absolutely. The the first home computer version of this game was called Worm, which, you know, checks out. You can easily see how it could be a worm. Worm. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, another clone, Nibbler, was released in 1982. In right. arcades, okay. Do you play? Do you play Nibbler? I did you not play this? Nibbler, but I, I, I just th- think of Futurama when I hear Nibbler. Yeah, yeah, sure, get that. And finally, uh, the the game Serpent, which was the first uh, reference to an actual snake, oh. uh, came comes out for Game Boy uh, in 1990. Wow. Okay. So uh, people have been remaking Snake at this point for uh, 13 years. So quite some Damn. time. 13, 23, 23 years. 1977 to 1990. That's 13 years. You're right. Yeah. Feels you bad. got it 13 you years can do ago. math baby I, th- I see you 13 years ago doesn't feel very very long ago from 1990 to 1977 oh uh, from, from 2022 20, long... yes uh <laughs> till 2009 that's a long time ago dude yikes so uh the place that most people will know this game from most most folks our age at least uh is as you suggested playing it on a nokia phone mm-hmm. the uh the very first one that it was shipped on was the nokia 6110 Ooh. which came out in 1998 oh man and uh i think most folks will know or be most familiar with the nokia 33 one oh, hmm. uh, which is commonly known as the Nokia brick, the brick. the, the, the yeah. indestructible cell phone. And so I think most folks who have played Snake on a Nokia will know it from that one or a similar Nokia device. Uh-huh. Um, what's what's Snake? <laughs> what what's Snake, David? Snake is a game that is on a square uh playing field i guess you would call it uh-huh. it's top down i guess yes it is uh and you control a a small like is you start off two two by one like uh i think a little bit longer but yeah not not long yeah a, a thin and but long snake or anomalous object 
that moves along yes. a, pa- a predetermined path and you control either up, down, left, or right. Mm-hmm. And you go around on the map and you uh, absorb or eat or just kind of intake uh, little dots or food or what yes. have you, depending on the skin of the game. And you grow. Yep. You get bigger. Uh, and you do that ad nauseum until you cannot grow any larger or you hit yourself because as you grow your body will kind of trail behind you, right? And if you yes. hit yourself, you lose. Or if you, And if you hit the side, you lose as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't hit yourself, don't hit the side, but keep getting all the, the yummy little pellets that pop up on the map. Yep. That's pretty much it's pretty much the game. That snake, baby. That snake. This snake ain't solid. This snake is not actually... It's not not solid. It's not. You lose if you run into yourself. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid, but it like blinks. You know, it doesn't blink. Wow. What to to say about the snake? (laughs) What to say about the snake? It's a good good time killer. (laughs) I, in my notes, I have four pages of content about the very first section here. Uh Uh-huh. And then I have a line that says, what's cool about snake? And one bullet point that says, that's video games, baby. (laughs) That's that, that is video games, baby. <laughs> it's video games, man. It is like the it's almost like the proto idol game. A little bit, yeah. You like know? you're definitely still playing it, but like it's not for it's anything. Barely, it's barely like... alive. It's barely alive. <laughs> you know? Snake is uh similar to when someone found a pair of dice and the game that they played with each other was let's roll the dice and see who gets a higher dice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it is very, very basic. It is, yeah. It's 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 like if Tetris is too fast for you, you play Snake. I mean, it's it's good. Like it's very playable. I mean, I enjoy Snake. <laughs> I played it. I played it a lot when I was a kid. It was a big. Uh, I loved playing us at the orthodontist. Mm. Big big Snake fan at the orthodontist. It's a good one to do if you if 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 you like going for the high score. If you like going for a high score, Snake Love is your it. game. And there is a good bit of strategy in it like do you 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 circle around the edges and go in do you stay from the inside and go out do you just not care and just go all wibbly wobbly all over the place and just play it fast Mm -hmm. and loose they could tell Mm -hmm. a lot about a person by how they play snake honestly um have you beat have you beaten snake have you ever gotten a kill screen no can you can you beat snake i mean kind of right like you can just fill the entire screen with snake hmm i've never i never did that i never had the patience to actually try and do that i i uh for, for the episode for the podcast i pulled up and i played some snake hmm. made some personal sacrifices and played played some With snake. A free free app on the app store there are thousands of snake <laughs> apps out there there is one that boots up and shows you the screen of a nokia and you play no it like way. as if it's a nokia that's yeah. the one i want <laughs> yeah absolutely so anyway uh, I, I played it and it's 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 hard to it's hard to beat it. I was like, yeah, it's not that bad. I bet it. Like I know what to do, right? Like you just fill up the whole screen, you go back and forth until you're done. It gets hard. stressful at the end. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to make those those taking the corners right. Did you get there? Did you do it? No, I, I died. But like, wow, you, know, you can beat Elden made, Ring, made but it. you can't beat Snake. What a world. What does that say about gamers these days, David? <laughs> Coddled. <laughs> they don't make them like they used to. Um. Anyway, this is our <laughs> Snake segment. <laughs> ending on grumpy old man david <laughs> but honestly i think they sh- i think playing snake should be like used in personality tests mm. and job interviews the rorschach test i really feel like you can learn a lot about a person by how they play snake what's what's your vibe how do you play it i'm i'm all over the place baby i just go Ooh, really yeah i got no strategy my strategy no strategy what's your what's your snake myers briggs uh chaotic neutral squiggly <laughs> squiggly all over <laughs> squiggly <laughs> 
<laughs> we have an SAO over here, guys. <laughs> Just throw them out. Throw them out with the bathwater. We don't need this one. Uh, I am a hunt around the perimeter kind of guy. Hunt around the perimeter. Like, uh, I'm constantly kind of circling the drain. Okay. And like, and then you like come in for like a snack. I'll come in for a snack. And then if I know that I'm not going to like make it back out, I will try and like just go on the very edge, come back around and then do the like zigzag up and down to like uh, uh, waste time until I can finally get back in, in the pit. <laughs> Into the pit. Yeah. Damn. Okay. You really think about it. A little bit. Yeah. That's my, my that's my Myers-Briggs, my snakey bigs. Yeah. How do how do you listen? How do you play snake listener? Yeah, what's your what's your know. snake vibe? What's your snake vibe? What is your snake Myers Briggs? Are you some kind of snake sicko and like have some kind of like way about doing this that I don't know about? <laughs> I don't know. Is there is there a sicker way to play a snake than the way I do it? <laughs> Just all over the place? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a snake degenerate. I'm a snake degenerate. <laughs> But maybe that's the purest way to play it, like a real snake. I'm just letting my snake instincts take over. I'm cause I'm I'm role playing the snake right now. The same way that you role played Wario, I'm role playing a snake yeah, while yeah. I play snake. I think I need to role play as Wario playing snake. See how that goes. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I'm I'm thrilled to know what happens. Can I kick my way out of this one? You're just gonna end up punting your your phone across the room. <laughs> that's the end result of that. All right. Well, anyway, this is our snake segment. Snake. <laughs> That's pretty much all I snake. got about Snake. I like Snake. Snake's a fun game. I like Snake too. It's a fun game. There's not much going on, but it's the, it's, yeah, it's good. It's video, that's, listen, that, the hey, that's video says, games. That's video games, baby. That's video games, baby. That's showbiz, that's baby. Imagine, imagine your name. In Snakes. Life, the bug. In Snakes on the big marquee. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. I never want to imagine my name in snakes. I don't think I've ever imagined my name in snakes, and now I'm doing it, and it is disgusting. Are the snakes connected by some kind of hive mind? Is that how they learned how to spell? Ooh. They're like demon alien snakes or something? It's called the snake mind. Snake mind. They combined They combined their intelligence like the geth. This sounds like a, a My Hero Academia superhero power, or like Ooh, villain snake power. Mind snake mind is definitely a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, that's that's enough. We can. <laughs> that's, that's good enough. <laughs> let's yeah let's end this one so you can follow us on twitter uh -huh. at podtimism yeah uh -huh. you can follow us on the tiktok yeah. at podtimism <laughs> yes you can email us gmail at podtimism no Potimism at gmail.com. God, I'm always going to do that. It, it feels better to say Gmail at Potimism, but that ain't it. That ain't it. They, social media swapped it on us, and my 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 brain mm -hmm. can't can't switch back anymore. <laughs> it's uh, Potimism at gmail.com, please. Yeah. If you really want to help us out, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on any of your other uh, listening devices. You can also, you know, spread the good word. Mm -hmm. Go out and be an apostle of video game podtimism. That'd be cool. Let other let be, other like-minded folks cool. know about what we're doing that'd here. Be cool. If they like it, cool. Mm -hmm. If they don't, more power to them. I respect okay. that decision. Yeah. Respect you. Thank you, Scout, for, yes. our, for our beautiful artwork. We get sunflower Crushing. emojis from people who listen to our show now. So you are, you are now indelibly a part of our podcast. So welcome. It's true. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. It's weird here. <laughs> it's weird here. <laughs> Video game podtimism. It's weird here. It's, it's kind of weird, weird here. We're just weird and goofy, you know? Just being a weird, silly, silly, goofy mood. It's just a little, just two weird, silly, goofy guys. <laughs>
sounds yeah, that sounds really, terrifying. It sounds awful. It's pretty bad. That's bad. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, and yeah. Lastly, uh, thank you, listener. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, the internet cut out. You just went <laughs> on my end. That's it. So, lastly, thank you, listener. Yes, thank you. It sounded like for listening. So it sounded like I was doing a, a hog call on the other end. See, <laughs> thank you. See. See. God, that video. Come on, pig. Come on, pig. That video never ceases to crack me up. There's something about I, it. You showed me that, and I was like, this is David's video. Like, I feel like you brought it into the world somehow. That's actually, it's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good vibe check for my, for my inner monologue. <laughs> like, if you're trying to Just understand what's going girls. on in my head on a daily basis, it's usually probably something similar to that video. <laughs> it's... Thank you for listening to this podcast. Yeah, thank you, everybody. I very much appreciate you uh, being here and listening. Again, seeing some some bumps and folks checking it out. Thanks for thanks for doing that. Thanks yeah. for checking it out. Truly we, appreciate, we appreciate it. Appreciate you being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we love making it. So happy to happy to have some more folks in the family. Oh. Anyways, do you have any uh, video game wisdom for the week, Chase? Yeah. Um, if you're making a podcast and you have a segment that you usually do that usually takes up like 45 minutes, just do it about Snake. It'll take like five minutes. It was, uh, that's a hack. That's a, that's a podcast hack right there for sure. Just do Snake. Podcast hack. Just do Snake. Podcast hack. Just do Snake. Even if your podcast is about like sports or politics, be like, just do Snake. We're about Snake today. Everyone knows Snake. Here's where I would do the Ira Glass joke again about maybe doing a Snake episode, but I feel like I've done that one too many times now. Mm, I, I still love it. You don't need to do it. You okay. don't need to do it. Um, I was just thinking it would the- be funny if uh, Sakurai, when he's like, Snake's here. It was actually just Snake from the game Snake. Oh wow! What a what a twist that would be. Mm-hmm. Everybody's here, including Snake and Snake, <laughs> including Snake's best friends with Mister Game and Watch. That 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 follows for sure. Yeah, yeah. Podcast hack. Just do just do an episode about Snake. Mm-hmm. Cause like if you, if you got if you gotta talk about like Elden Ring, Gran Turismo, Pixel Puzzle, Makeout League, Horizon Forbidden West, and UFC Four, like that's gonna take up some time. That's that really did take up a lot of time. But those were all great games to hear about. I loved it. Thank you. I always wonder if you're like enjoying yourself over there on the other end while I'm just like yammering on about video games. I love your passion, baby. Okay. That's, that's yeah, that's good enough. We can work with that. <laughs> <laughs> you can make this work. I always just try to find a little way to put a little joke in there every now and then. That's what we do, Jason. Just like to, to break jam. you out of your 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 passion speech and be like, poke it a little bit. <laughs> just poke at you. That's that's listen, that's the podcast. That's video that's games, baby. Imagine your name up in snakes on the marquee. God. The marquee made out of snakes. It's still so terrifying. <laughs> How many snakes would it take to spell to, to what? spell your to spell your name in snakes on a marquee? If you got one big snake, you can just do it that way. Oh, so it's like the anaconda from Anaconda. Yeah, or uh, the snake from Snake. Oh, or, the video or that game. snake, <laughs> <laughs> or the famous character Snake from Motorola's Snake, oh. or Serpent. Or Bigfoot Bonkers. Big, mm-hmm. Okay, let's end it on that. <laughs> let's end it on Bigfoot Bonkers. <laughs> All right. See you We're next week. Baby Bonkers. BB. No, there's there's too many bees in there. I've got to add as many bees as I want now. He's a man on the loose. <laughs> Adding as many bees as he wants to. <laughs> I'm all out of bees. I came here to make podcasts and say the letter B. And I'm all <laughs> out of podcasts. <laughs> I think we're going a little nuts now. We should end this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay. See ya.